0: Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott along with us, and I guess there's something beautiful about the night you have 20 whatever threes and you're rolling, Tim, but somehow this one I'll be honest, I didn't think there was a chance today. I didn't think there was a chance when it when I walked in the in the arena, and I didn't think there was much of a chance when I saw them run up and down the floor the first five times. And I thought there was less of a chance when we got to halftime, and they had exerted that much energy to stay in the game.
1: Well, I think the one thing, though, to give yourself some credit is, yeah, you did mention they were tired. Uh, but I, I think you started talking early about the effort seemed kind of extra special. And uh, that was the, that's kind of what I, uh, Jake and I took from it sitting here watching. I thought um, really what kind of carried the Jazz through, and we've talked about this, you may not shoot it every night, uh, but if you guard and if you're committed to that end of the floor, which I think there's a special level of commitment right now, um, and you, obviously they just demolished them on the glass, uh, 60 plus, of what was 60 plus to 44. Um, and, and I think that the, really that, that to me is the story of today's game. This one feels more like that. And we talked after the next game, you know, when the jazz had to overcome kind of a big lead, uh, and a total style change in the second half, uh, approach. But I felt like that, this game's kind of more like that, where, they really had to grind it out and find kind of a special level.
2: Wasn't an exciting game. No, you, wasn't you're, fun you're to exact, watch, your I, exact but, quote but, was, but, this
0: game's putting me to sleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were not supposed to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> you did say that. But being, uh, you know, involved in sports and, and basketball, you you understand oh, that, right, you know, everything can't be pretty the whole every every ball game you know that you're not going to win games the same way all the time you know that certain players aren't going i mean things change uh and and the jazz ability i thought in this basketball game uh that effort and and their ability to to get efforts from you know your, your, your key people to win to win the games and as i mentioned earlier i mean in order for the Jazz to win this basketball game and grind it out, you know, they had to spend a lot of uh, some of their star players a lot of time on the floor. You know, Donovan on the floor 38 minutes, so maybe more than that, because uh, and and Rudy at 34, uh, Boyan 35, and 34 for for Royce O'Neal. I mean, that that's a lot of time uh, when you're tired. I thought Quinn tried to curtail Rudy's minutes there for a while,
0: but then couldn't do it. They, you know what? Donovan was great. I mean, the guys were great, right? Like, um, I mean, uh, and S- Sabonis and Turner are like borderline All-Star Eastern Conference players. They they were both totally irrelevant.
1: Yeah, the, he challenged so many shots and changed so many. You know, just we talked about the trajectory of the shot. You know, sometimes he feel they feel like they got to get it off quick, and it's flat. Sometimes they see him there, they feel like they got to get a little extra under it and miss it, uh, he had he had those guys completely frustrated tonight.
2: And, and what was evident, because Sabona's shots was either a little long or a little short, because he knew that Rudy was there, and so I got to get up over his, over his fingertips. And, you know, he just wasn't consistent there. And, and he was getting deep enough to the point where you would think he should be able to score. But, you know, he knew Rudy Gobert was there, and, and, and you start thinking about those things and – so bonus's
0: shot chart today, he is 5 of 14 in the paint.
3: Wow. And I, I actually think, I,
0: I don't know this for a fact, but I think 3 of the 5 are against favors.
3: Hmm. Rudy's the man, right?
0: I mean, that's just insane.
3: Real quick, I'll throw the uh, get uh, your thoughts on this. How about Donovan's passing? Not just the assist numbers, but uh, that no-looker in the second half. I mean, the the one in the first half, the overhand got a lot of attention. But man, has he improved in that department? Yeah, I mean, if
0: I'll be really honest here, since we're you know a million and very little, you might as well be honest because everyone's in a good mood. I I really thought Donovan's pick and roll reads and point guard reads this year were behind last year. I I, I and I've. I feel comfortable saying this as though it's somewhat accurate. Like, he, he had not made the strides that people are expecting this year, and and there have been a numerous times in this win streak where when things were going a little sour, Mike Conley calmed him down right. and got things taken care of. So for Donovan to have this good a game in that circumstance and, and generally against this kind of pressure, he really only had one really bad read all game long, and that was late when he drove, got caught in the air, and threw a pass yeah. back out. The only other one that was at all was just – not a bad read. Miles Turner just made a really good defensive play, and then he actually, I think, got the pass knocked out of bounds instead of a turnover. But he—he he is that has not been something where I thought he was particularly good this year. So for him to be that good tonight when they needed it most, or today, it seems, seems really yep. really exceptional.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, who are you guys taking in, uh, in the Super Bowl real quick?
0: Well, let's see, on TV, I took the Bucs. So I'll take the Chiefs.
3: <laughs> Going both, huh? You're gonna <laughs> covering your bases?
2: Yeah. I like it. All well, right. I have to tell a story because – I'm going for the Chiefs as well, but, you know, I played in Kansas City. Omaha, Nebraska is only 250 miles from Kansas City. Uh, I have two very, very good friends. One lives in California, the other lives in Omaha, Nebraska, but we've been friends about 55, 60 years, and one of them is from Kansas City. So in order to keep a friendship with this friend of mine, I'm taking the Chiefs. I like it. Oh,
0: I mean, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. One, because I like, like Craig Bullerjack. And two, because my family is still pissed off about New England beating the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> <laughs> they haven't gotten over that yet. So there's, you're not allowed to root for Tom Brady in our house. So uh, we're rooting for the Chiefs today.
3: Is is Daryl Bevel a dirty word in the lockhouse?
0: Yes. Hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch <laughs> and move
3: on. Oh, all right. Uh, I took <laughs> but the other
0: the other one, actually, I would say, quite frankly, i um, is Jordan Speece 2 over through 8 is going to be far more upsetting in our house than anything else. And Xander Shoffley's 2 over through 8. You know, there's two major sporting events in the in lockhouse today. No what?
1: ski talk. No ski talk today, huh? I was just going to say I picked uh, I picked the Kansas City on the on the, the big show and since I'm on a different show but <laughs> the same station, I will I will take, take uh, the Bucks. The yeah, and then I mean, even the even Steven.
0: That's the way to do this.
1: Even Steven. Okay. I like it. All right, boys. We'll
3: enjoy the game. Uh, great call tonight.
0: See you, guys. All
3: right, there you go. That's Lock and Boone. The Jazz come away with a win in this one. They beat the Pacers 103-95. We're breaking it down next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. The Utah Jazz moved to 19-5 on the season. They beat the Pacers on the road at 103-95. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. And, Tim, this one wasn't pretty. Like we talked to Locke and Boone uh, about, the Jazz were a little bit tired, and uh, they still came away, fi- uh, figured out a
1: way to grind it out over a good team. Indiana might not be a great team, but they are a good team. They're a good team. They have guys that cause, you know, the Jazz issues. Sabonis. bonus. Being one of them, and and really did a good job guarding him tonight. I thought the emphasis on defense was awesome. We've talked about defense being something that travels, something that you can kind of rely on once you you get great at it. And, and the Jazz proved that point today. You know, it was a, a great defensive effort um, of just knowing assignments and being able to finish possessions with rebounds. Yeah, the rebounding was uh, was big for the Jazz tonight. They had 61 total
3: rebounds to Indiana's 45 and 17 offensive boards for the Utah Jazz tonight, including five by Donovan Mitchell himself. And Donovan, 27 points, 11 assists, nine rebounds, just one board away
1: from uh, that elusive triple-double. And it was ever so close. You know, that last shot of the game was hanging up there. And uh, anyway, just... Great effort, and, and Donovan, you know, did a little bit of everything today to help his team win. Yeah,
3: he did. And uh, I, man, I wanted him to get that triple double just because of what uh, the TNT guys said about him. You know, the, the Shaq comments uh, took the headlines, but they also talked about, they criticized him for only having two double doubles in his entire career. It's like, what a dumb criticism of somebody who's a 6 1 shooting guard. Exactly. But tonight, he got a double double. His second career. Um, uh, point and assist, double double. So.
1: You know, and I thought he did a good job of letting the game. You know, he he came out early, took a bunch of shots, and I think he kind of fell in. I think he had 16 shots at the half, so he took nine shots in the second half. Did a good job distributing the ball, but most importantly, you know, I think he got comfortable there, playing a little bit with the ball in his hands again, uh, which may be great coming. I think David mentioned in the in the cross talk how um, you know. He's really struggled actually with reads this year. I've seen that he's made really great passes, but at times struggled with easy reads, and this this will definitely be a help to him. And he
3: still, I mean, he still ended up taking a lot of shots, but um, Donovan was nine of twenty five. But this was the night where they needed they needed somebody to go out there and take you know making up for Mike Conley and a lot of the catch and shoot stuff, uh, not falling as David talked about a lot during the broadcast. A lot of things that usually work in the Jazz favor was was not working tonight, and they needed a, a little boost from their best player.
1: Yeah, Indiana did a good job of just, uh, you know, speeding the Jazz up a little bit, uh, doing a good job of being there on the catch and kind of making the Jazz a little bit unsure whether to shoot it or not. Um, and it maybe slowed up or sped up their, their judgment just a touch. Um, but credit Indiana with a really good effort. The Jazz just found different ways, you know, to figure out ways to, to score. And the defense was was really solid from the start. Yeah, Indiana's a decent team. I'm actually
3: surprised. I mean, this sounds weird on the Jazz post game, but I'm a little surprised the Jazz won this game. You heard Locke talking about it. I mean, a bunch of stuff working against the Utah Jazz, but Indiana's a decent team. I mean, they've got some players. Uh, as you mentioned, they've got a couple of really key guys for them out, and that uh, that certainly hurts. But, you know, this I think this is a, a good win for the Utah Jazz because of the way they played and still came out with a win over a good team.
1: Yeah, I think it's as good a win as they've had this year, really, if you take everything into account. I mean, the, the, the thing of playing, you know, three games in three and a half days is real. Uh, they, they had to do that. They had to travel, um, you know, place to place to place and all the protocols, everything else. And then to have a little adversity with Mike and, and still with all of that, it'd be so easy. But to me, it tells me this team really values winning. They really, really want to win. Um, they understand the importance of every game and they give a great effort every night.
3: And by the way, Mike Conley was uh, with the team. We saw him uh, on the video feed working out a little bit before the game. You hope um, that uh, this is just some, you know, take care of it a little bit and it won't be a long absence for him.
1: Yeah, he, he looked like he was moving around, and um, obviously the hamstring is really important to him, so you just don't want to do anything that's going to extend it for any more than it has to be. All right, with that, we will say good afternoon to our network
3: stations, our next broadcast coming your way on Tuesday night, national TV game, the Jazz, the Celtics. It will tip off at 8 o'clock. So um, 103 to 95 is your final. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz win over the Pacers uh, this afternoon, 103 to 95. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Let's get to your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olsen Company. Les Olsen Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 41% from the field, 38 of 93. Uh, 31% from three. They were 12, uh, 13 of forty two led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 27 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Bogdanovich, uh, after a slow start, managed to get 18 points on 5-14 shooting. Um, Jordan Clarkson with 17 points tonight coming in off the bench, playing a little more minutes than Jordan's accustomed to, played 30 minutes tonight. And uh, Rudy Gobert, 16 points, 16 rebounds, 3 block shots, Tim, you can't uh,
1: say enough how good Rudy was this afternoon. No, he was so good. He caused so many issues. And for Sabonis, he's really having an all-star type year. Um, and just really fun to watch Rudy have some success on the offensive end, some great passing today uh, by the guys finding Rudy early and late. Um, and uh, just a, all, all the way around solid game. I guess that kind of gives away our our stat for rebounds, dang it. Well, another. Should we do the read?
3: We might yeah, as well. We're it. here.
1: Uh,
3: our boy Rudy is your master of the glass, as usual, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert back for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this team, year's team rebound leader, which will be Rudy. And tonight, of course, as you mentioned, 16 rebounds for Rudy, your master of the glass.
1: And one thing that we talked about in the in the pregame, um, that the Jazz need to continue to rebound kind of as a group. And Rudy did have a big night, but you need to point out also that Donovan and Joe had nine uh, rebounds each. Um, and Faves had seven. Um, Royce had five or six. So great job. Uh, Boyan had five. Great job by everybody else doing a great job on the glass, too. That's how you, that's how you lead the league in rebounding. Well, and it's it's a huge difference in a game
3: like this where where things aren't necessarily going your way from a shooting standpoint um, and certainly struggling to make threes. You've got to make up that ground somewhere, and the Jazz did it on the glass tonight, and that was uh, pretty amazing. As I mentioned, offensive rebounds alone, they had 17. Donovan Mitchell had five. Jordan Clarkson great, had three. Great
1: effort on the third game of this road trip. I mean, really, really good.
3: You know what, And that's what you've got to love about Donovan. He does have that kind of sense when he needs to uh, be, you know, a little bit something extra for this team. I mean, uh, I remember uh, Joe, when he came on the Joe Engel show after the whole Shaq fiasco and, and Joe saying, listen, Donovan plays team basketball. He could score 36 a game if he just uh, dribbled it and let the air out of the ball. This is kind of the the opposite, right, where his team needed a little extra boost and, and Donovan, you know, had uh, the the sense to kind of feel that in a variety
1: of different ways, right? I think that's a great observation because it's it's exactly what we see. The um, Jazz have been able to win games with him being, you know, having tough nights. They've won games with him being great and being dominant. But a night like tonight, they really did need just a little bit more in every category with Mike being out. And uh, it is interesting. There is a sense that he has a sense for it and goes out and, and kind of raises it to the next level for sure.
3: And he did. And he did it. You know, the, the shooting, um, uh, of course, he scored a bunch of points, as he always does, not the most efficient night shooting. But he was still four of nine from three. And then you throw in the 11 assists, and he just had a terrific game. There's, there's just no way around it. Had at least two of the best passes of the season so far.
1: Yeah. He had the no-looker uh, to Rudy there for the dunk. And the one in the first, he threw over the top with a little bit of spin on it. That, that, was, was, something. that was something else. It was that was a Beautiful something. play.
3: And Derek Favors with the catch and the finish, and and Rudy uh, with the catch and the finish on the on the no look, you know, deserve uh, credit. I think they both get no. Rudy's wasn't an and one. Derek Favors wasn't an and okay. one. Yeah, it was very nice. All right, let's get some post game sound rolling. Uh, let's start with Jazz head coach Gwynn Snyder. Uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
4: Hey Q. So obviously you guys had you know quite a few things kind of working against you today, just between three games in four nights, early start, Mike being out. Um, what can you say just about kind of the resilience that it took to kind of slog through a game like this and and do the little things necessary to pull out another win?
5: Well, the, you know, these are the types of games that you talk about as far as you don't have your best shooting night. Um, you mentioned, you know, some of the other things that you know, the, the, the road provides, whether it be, you know, off a back-to-back and early start, you know, all those types of things. And um, that's when your defense has to carry it. And I thought we had some, you know, excellent individual performances, you know, Royce on Brogdon and, you know, Rudy on Sabonis fave as well, but those, you know, I I thought we did a good job in those matchup situations. And then, you know, the glass was big for us. Um, You know, when you're, Dragging a little bit, it becomes. Those are the times it becomes even more important, um, you know, to try to generate some easy stuff. And you know, the offensive boards were big for us tonight. Was kidding, Joe Ingles, even he got one. So um, those extra possessions really help in situations like this.
6: Tony Jones, The Athletic.
7: Coach, this seemed like a night that you know you really needed your two best players to affect the game um, on every possession. And, you know, not only did they do it, uh, in, in different ways, but it kind of can, it was kind of in conjunction to what you guys were trying to do overall as a team. What do you, what did you think of Donovan and Rudy's, uh, performance, you know, as individuals and as a t- tandem?
5: Well, you know, I mentioned Rudy's defensive effort on Sabonis. I, I thought, you know, particularly in the second half, um, our ability to find Rudy on penetration and Donovan was, you know, Donovan found him a couple times, um, you know, Donovan distributing the ball. I think he's a rebound short of a triple-double. Um, and in both instances, it, you know, they had to fight through some stuff. There were some some plays that were tough Or there's always going to be some mistakes. You're always going to miss some shots. And the ability to just, you know, grind through that for both those guys, I thought was what made the game unique.
6: David James, KUTV.
3: Hey, Quinn, did you talk to the guys at halftime about attacking the rim more? Because it seemed like some of those shots at the end of the first half were coming up short, and it looked like an adjustment. I don't know if you suggested it, if they just did it. How did that work?
5: Well, ironically, um, you know, we want to put teams in closeout situations. They were really running us off the line. As much as, you know, attacking the rim, I I think it was about what we did when we got in there. Um, You know, they have two rim protectors back there, so sometimes when you go in there, If you're not under control, um, it's harder. And those shots are more open when you attack the rim and you're under control and and you you kick it out. So I think us finding that balance is always always important. I I don't want to pass up threes. Um, Even if we are a little tired, I just want to keep shooting them. But as you said, you know, we love the rim. Um, So if you can get to the rim, even better. I I thought we just were more efficient when we got in the paint the second half.
6: Last question, Ben Anderson, kslsports.com.
3: Quinn, is there value in just learning how to win games differently? This is not what the rest of your games have looked like over the last, you know, month and a half, and and what this feels like for the rest of the year?
5: I mean, absolutely. You know, I, I think when we say that, um, you know, we we the other night against Charlotte, against a team that played small and was aggressive and blitzed and switched, um, a team tonight with Sabonis and Turner, too you know two bigs and rim protection um you know the other night in Atlanta when, when they really tried to take away the three from us so being able to adjust to every game and figure out how you you win as i said i thought tonight the offensive glass played a big part in it um and we hit some timely timely threes but the one thing that's consistent through all that um is the ability to defend and i think our guys are doing a really good job of executing in a game plan. And they're also connected enough that they're making, you know, adjustments on their own in in specific situations. I thought Royce and, and Rudy in particular did an excellent job of that tonight. All right. That's it. Thank you, coach.
3: There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder must've been listening to the post game, talking about those offensive rebounds, making a difference. I'll go
1: ahead and take credit for that.
3: <clears throat> we had him dialed in. He was listening. I told you
1: you'd be a really good coach. <laughs> you've got, you've got all the, the moxie necessary, obviously
3: uh, just none of the know-how. Um, let's talk about Rudy a little bit. Uh, coach Snyder going out of his way, a couple of different times to give Rudy credit uh, for his defensive effort on Sabonis tonight. And Sabonis, uh, did have 20.7 of 19 shooting, though, to get that 20. He had nine boards and two assists. And and we talked about it a little bit with Lock and Boone. was was really a non-factor.
1: Yeah, and it was, honestly, it was it was Rudy. <laughs> that was the difference. And, um, you know, if you if you don't believe it, start watching him play every night and watch what he does to these you know, every guy he plays against. Uh, he just makes you unsure. He doesn't, you know, he, he's always there. He does a great job of eating up space. I noticed that tonight. As I watched him uh, a couple of times, if the defender gives any space, he's right into their space. He does such a good job um, understanding that and always stays vertical and just makes it really difficult. It's exactly what you teach a young player to do. Man, he's just an example of what you can do if you work on stuff, listen, learn, be
3: coachable. Uh, because he's just a, an unstoppable force out there, and the way you know the way he recovers after helping his teammates is uh, remarkable. I don't know if anybody else in the NBA does what he does, uh, because he helps so much and then gets back to his guy. And and actually, when you know he doesn't get the help and his guy still gets a dunk, it it's noticeable because it
1: really doesn't happen that often. Not because the Jazz are particularly good at helping him, but he gets back. Yeah, and that that doesn't just happen. There's two things that have to happen with that. Number one, your big guy just has to be a freak. His motor has to stop, never stop running, and that's what we're seeing with Rudy. The second thing is they have to have great communication. Just like throwing somebody a ball, when you're involved in a ball screen, and, and the Jazz got caught a couple times tonight where Rudy maybe left a little bit early um, or the guard didn't do a great job of staying engaged with the ball and really strung Rudy out, but there has to be great relationship and communication amongst both parts of the ball screen and that's the part that really is impressive, too, is Rudy you know, has that ability to communicate with everybody on the team to, to maintain you know, a great defensive pick-and-roll uh, strategy every time.
3: Uh, Rudy's line tonight, again, 7 of 9. He had 16 points, 16 rebounds, 3 block shots. He went 2 of 9 at the, at the foul line. I mean, man, Rudy could have had a monster game if he knocked down his foul shots. Um, And that's, you know, seeing Rudy have a game where he's that off from the line is not the norm anymore. I know he's had a couple of poor performances this year, struggled from there, uh, but uh, that's not huge. And uh, he'll need to keep that number up so, you know, the whole hack-a-go-bear thing doesn't become a thing again.
1: Yeah, he shoots him well enough. Uh, I think he does go in streaks sometimes. He's actually shot him, you know, the last little while pretty well. Tonight, um, you know, miss that many. And, and really with him, I think it's a discouraging thing. You, like anybody, you step up and make the first one. Maybe it's a thing. I'm going to be okay. Uh, you brick the first one, and then your mind starts talking to you. And Rudy will get to a point where, you know, this is the next thing he really needs to go after and make, you know, not an issue anymore. Just, hey, I'm, the, I, I'm like Carl Malone did. I'm, I'm not going to be the best free throw shooter, but I'm going to be really, really clutch.
3: Let's hope Rudy doesn't start talking to himself at the line.
1: Do we ever did, did anybody ever figure out what Carl was saying? Uh, no, I don't know. I, I know he
3: kept a lid on it for years. I I am wondering if anybody ever figured that out.
1: No, it was always but it was always something to look for and I think it became a game to figure out what he was saying.
3: You know what was always funny about that to me is like you, you, uh, I get it, you know, it's all about routine and whatever and Carl deserves a ton of credit for for becoming the foul shooter that he did and whatever helps you do it then, you know, far be it for me to criticize, but if you if you're going to choose a mantra to tell yourself over and over again at the line, couldn't he pick something shorter? Remember how long it was? His lips were moving for like twenty minutes, and then he chewed. Him. <laughs> he, he picked. I, I was he like, how could chapter, you possibly
1: remember all that? You know, picked a chapter
3: out of War and Peace. To, to recite before shooting. The never shot. again. Never again. <laughs> Will I ever? No. 103 to 95 is your final go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll have some player sound for you coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Your final, Jazz beat the Pacers 103-95 behind 27 points, 11 assists, and 9 rebounds coming from Donovan Mitchell. Uh, let's take a look at your three-point feature, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years, Mountain America Credit Union. Uh, tonight, the Jazz shot 30, let's see, you're 31% from three. They were 13 of 42. Uh, they were led by Donovan Mitchell, who was four of nine. Uh, Bogdanovich was three of eight. Royce O'Neal, one for four. Joe Ingles, one for six. George Niang, one for five. And Jordan Clarkson coming in off the bench, three, four, ten. Uh, not a ton of makes. They got their attempts up, though, up over 40, which is something you certainly would uh, would like to see. Uh, but tonight was not, you know, the the cliché, Tim. It was not a make-or-miss night. That that was not the determining factor for the Utah Jazz.
1: No, it wasn't the determining factor, a big reason why we talked about with defense. Um, I would say that the shot selection was really good. I think they were taking the same shots, which would lead you to believe that there were a couple things probably – Obviously, just a little below uh, average feeling normal. And then, you know, just to be able to have fatigue set in, and that really does affect your jump shot. So, um, but, but I actually like the shots that were taking; Didn't feel like, you know, they were forcing anything. The shots were good. Just different result tonight on that part. And the
3: Pacers didn't shoot the ball well from three, but they're not exactly a team that relies on that. They were 8 of 29, 27.6%. Uh, Sabonis, though, 2 for 4. I mean, he's shooting in the – Uh, I I can bring it back up, but uh, he's about a 30 – what is he shooting now, Tim? from three? Here, I've got it right here. Uh, He's a 36% 36, three-point shooter. I mean, he he shoots 2.63s a game. Uh, If I were Indiana, I'd be looking to up that a little bit.
1: Yeah, you could really play similar to how we watched with Jokic. You really get him involved in a high pick and roll and kind of give people a a heavy dose of that and see how they're going to guard it and give him that pop option. Put another score weak side. It has to stunt, and you're kind of playing the you're playing the numbers game. But um, definitely something to think about. See, you should be a coach, bro. Yeah, you bring up good stuff. Um,
3: Bogdanovich ended the game three of eight from three. He really struggled in the first half. Uh, good to see him uh, recover a little bit and uh, and really salvage a nice game.
1: Yeah, and what's nice too is he really did have an impact on the game. Other than shooting the ball, he he rebounded. You know, got five rebounds, a couple assists. You're starting to see that with Boyan. When he first got here, it was kind of he was the scoring guy, but he's doing a little bit of everything right now, and that's helping the Jazz even more. All right, let's
3: get some post-game sound going for you. Uh, let's start off with uh, Donovan Mitchell.
7: Tony, go ahead. Um, You know, the, uh, going beyond the stat line, um, you know, how were you able to to just kind of make your presence felt on, on, each, on each possession? I
8: think the biggest thing, you know, coming to the game, you know, I knew they were going to be physical you know, I think we all knew that. And I think for me, just trying to establish from the beginning that, you know, just the mentality of pushing through, you know, when you play three games and less than 72 hours, I think that that last game, you know, is definitely going to be a tough one um, on the body, you know? So if you kind of just go out there and just find ways to make your presence felt, whether it's driving, penetrating, setting up, plays the right way, whatever, getting guys locked in and then everybody, you know, follow suit, you know, and I think we did a good job of just continuing to, 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 to push through certain things. And, you know, for me, just trying to, whether it's rebounding, you know, with Mike out, you know, there's a lot more responsibility to myself and Joe to kind of initiate the offense and kind of feel the game. Uh, so he's got to lock in more and, and find ways to to impact the game in every play. And that's what, that's what I tried to do.
6: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Um,
4: the Pacers aren't known as a, as a prolific three-point shooting team, but they start the game off hitting, hitting four in a row. Um, and then after that, you guys pretty much locked him down. They were, Six for 15 at halftime. They hit only two total in the second half. What was kind of the, the key to getting your guys' defense kind of a little better situated to executing what you wanted? Um,
8: I think that's it's what I said. I think, you know, for us, it was, you know, came out a little, little flat, you know, not contesting shots in, a certain, in certain ways, not getting locked in the pick and roll. But fighting through that, you know, last year we had the same game same type of road trip and we lost by like 25, you know, they were able to do whatever, whatever they wanted. And we kind of got out to that start. They got out to that start, I should say. And then we locked in, you know, I think that's what's different about this team this year. And I think this is one of the things that I shouldn't go unnoticed. And, and it's, it's very impressive what we did being able to, to do, to do the little things, to turn up our energy, you know, kind of getting hit in the mouth and like, all right, but like, this is, this is how we're going to have to play the rest of the game. We're going to have to pick up our intensity, and we did that, you know, there were times we retired there were times we had to dig deep and we did it all. Collectively, I think that's the biggest thing.
6: David James, KUTV.
1: How much did you and uh, Jordan and Joe make a conscious decision to go at the rim? And and how much did that just kind of evolve over the course of the game? Because you guys got a lot,
3: of, a lot of shots in close in the third quarter. Uh, I think just being aggressive,
8: you know, trying to find ways to just penetrate and attack. You know, I, I think with them having two bigs out there, just trying to find ways to make those two bigs run. Uh, and Miles and Sabonis, you know, in half court, Miles is, you know, you know, a great shot blocker. So we got to get find ways to, you know, push it when he's not there. You know, now that we have him spaced out when he's guarding Royce or whatever, he's trailing the play. So now you attack the rim, Sabonis contest, Rudy's there for the finish, or if they all draw in, we find the guys on the three-point line. And that was pretty much the mentality from the jump, but especially in the third, you know, tie game coming in the third, just trying to find ways to
5: up our
6: level a little bit. And I think we did that. And Anderson, KSLsports.com.
5: Donovan, at what point did you realize you were so close to the triple double and and kind of and not hunting it, you didn't hunt it, but you know, did it come on your radar? I'm not
8: a am uh, I'm, I'm not the type of person to just go and chase it. I believe, you know, if if God wanted it to happen, it would happen. You know, at the end of the day, when I realized that it, it was a seven point game um or six point game, um, and everybody in the timeout let me know, but I was just like, look, like we can't. Lose this, you know. They have guys who can hit shots, tough shots. So that was really where my head was at. Um, I told Brogdon to shoot it at the end. And that was probably the only time I probably chased it when the last possession of the game. But um, that was that was it. You know, my mind wasn't really on that. You know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> I'm just trying to go out there and find ways to impact the game. If it happens, it happens. It's not something where I'm like, you know, I need this or I need that. You know, at the end of the day, we we got stops. We made our free throws at the end. We executed down the stretch, which was huge. Joe got an offensive rebound on a free throw. Never seen that before. So I think that's really where my head was at, just doing the little things. And if it happens, it happens. It doesn't, I'm not really impressed.
6: Mayor Campbell, Hey, Donovan, what do you think? Um, do you think having the early and long extensive road trip at the beginning of the season prepared you for the shorter road trip, especially considering the COVID protocols and limited practices and all that?
8: Uh, I think so. I think you know. You kind of get the the travel, stay in, and for me, it's play Xbox. But like that, that you kind of get that. Um, your mom texted you. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. mom said she said love you. So that was, was good. Uh, um, but no, I think it just prepared you just for, you know, to understand the routine, the habits, you know, and understanding what we do. You know, it's going to be a lot of mental work on the on these road trips. There's a lot of mental things that go into it. Um, the film, the understanding of how we have to play, you know, and as opposed to, you know, you don't really, like you said, you don't get much practice time, but understanding what we have to do and how we have to do in order to succeed. And, you know, this road trip, I wouldn't say felt easier because it was, so, it was short, but it was definitely easier than those longer road trips, because like you said, we've, we've had time to prepare and understand what it's like on the road.
6: Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
4: Donovan with your, your passing, it seems like you're getting better and better at kind of using your eyes or using pump fakes to guys get guys open. Tell me how that part of your game has developed and how you're learning, how you learn that skill.
8: Um, like, I, like I said, I think it's a lot of it for me. It's just the mental reads, um, the the film understanding how I'm being guarded. You know, they blitz me with miles, but they don't blitz me with Sabonis um, or sorry, they started at the end, but like finding understanding, right. This is how you have to get the look. You know, the look is there, but how am I making the pass? How am I setting up the pass? Cause the passes, the, the passes, you know, there are times where I get sporadic and trying to make certain plays that aren't really there, but the passes and the reads, I see them, but since I'm, you know, small, you know, and guys, they typically put guys who are kind of taller and longer on me. Um, I got to be able to set it up to get to the open guy. So, you know, the pass to Derek, you know, for instance, I'll take you into like between the legs to get myself to my right hand to throw it when it's Royce, you know, understanding he's popping. So being able to bump back and throw it over the top, or if it's a behind the back pass, you know, it seems fancy, but those are the ones I have to make because of my size. But if you look at Joe, it's easier for Joe, cause he's, he's six, seven, six, eight. So he's up here. So my, my setups really help me in my, in my passing game. And I think that's, what's, I've been focusing on being able to set up my passes because the passes. Once I get to the pass, I feel like I can make it, but I got to get there because of how guys how they're playing me and also the fact that I'm six three. All
6: right, that's it. Thank you, Donovan.
3: Love it that he just threw that six three in there. That's that's really funny. There you go, Donovan Mitchell uh, with a terrific game tonight. Obviously, twenty seven points, eleven assists, nine rebounds, and he threw in the six three there. But the 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 point that he was making. It's a really fascinating one to me, where because of his size, he has to set up his passes differently.
1: Uh, talk about that a little bit, Coach. Well, I think that's where you see some creativity. You know, he's found windows uh, using his size. And, um, you know, everybody's doing a great job in the NBA of, of drafting people that are long. There's a ton of length. Um, so passes that for a smaller guy it's no different than a quarterback who's smaller and has a pocket to throw through. It's um, it's just like that for for a a guy playing basketball. So you just have to have a better understanding of where the pockets are that you can make passes. And we've seen some crazy ones from Donovan this year, but he's starting to get you know way more comfortable playing with all that length around him.
3: Absolutely, and you heard him also talk about how uh, they had to dig a little bit deeper. And uh, you can tell Donovan's proud of this one because he he read the room. He read what was going on in the game and. And knew that they were going to be a little tired and missing shots a little short, and they were going to have to dig down deep. Were the words that he used, and that's one hundred percent exactly what this team did.
1: Well, I hope it's never, you know, because I want to. I want to kind of reflect as I see this stuff. And and the last little while, it's almost been like sounding like hyperbole, but this jazz team has this layer of of special to them in the way they compete. Um, you know, that's that's something that is very evident. You see it again tonight, where there's somebody down that they're really counting on is helping them thrive. He's out. Next guys come up and bring something and do a little bit more because these guys don't want to lose. And Donovan mentioned the game last year in Indiana, they lost by 25. Um, I I think I did that game with you, but um, they found a way to compete and get through this thing. And you're you're darn right. He's proud of it. I, I think that that's something that Everybody in the organization organization's proud of because that's one of their things. They're, they're going to compete with everybody all the way through.
3: Well, and they went out and won the game defensively, too. I mean, played really, really solid on that side of the ball. It was kind of opposite of the Charlotte game in that, in that way where – you know, maybe the the Charlotte game was all about scoring and shooting and, and the defense maybe uh, wasn't as key to the issue. But tonight they weren't going to win unless they they dug in and played D.
1: Yeah. And they you know, that's the thing this team's done. We've, we've seen very few nights where they haven't guarded very well. Um, certainly the last little while they've just been playing great defense and and certainly at the top of the league in t- so many categories. But great job of just competing tonight when things weren't going exactly the way they felt they should or. Or they've been used to, and they found a different way to do it. All right, let's go back
3: uh, to Indiana. Rudy Gobert is addressing the media.
6: We'll get started with Tony Jones, The Athletic.
7: Rudy, what was your your approach going into um, to, to tonight playing against you know two very 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 good bigs, and you know and, and how were you able to to execute like you did defensively?
9: I mean, first of all, I think uh, I knew that it was going to be a, it was an important game. At the same time, it's our third game in three and a half days. So I knew that, uh, you know, I was going to have to have a great impact. And uh, and I talked to Donovan the same thing. We, I knew that us two were going to have to set the tone. And, uh, you know, so yeah, just uh, try to be focused and uh, make sure we we execute the game plan and we make sure we, we got some bonus and these uh, and, and, and guys and protect the paint. And I think we did, a, we did a great job doing that.
6: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
4: Hey, Rudy. So uh, in talking to Quinn earlier, he mentioned all the offensive rebounds you guys had and how critical they were in kind of generating extra possessions in a game that was as close
9: as this. What made you guys so effective on the boards tonight? I think we got good shots, you know, and when you get good shots, and you attack the rim and, you know, when, our, gar- when uh, our guards are able to get an advantage and get to the rim and make make whoever's guarding us the biggest help, uh, it puts us in a position where we can rebound. And, uh, you know, we got many of these tonight. And it's because of, I think we played, uh, we did a great job moving the ball at finding the open shots. And definitely we get better rebounds when we get good shots.
6: Maxime Lagorges, the free agent out of France. Hi, Rudy. <laughs> uh, do, do you hear me? Yes. Uh, so um,
8: what do you feel when uh, Sabonis always looking for
9: the matchup with you? N- not only... He's attacking me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just like anybody else, uh, when guys try to attack me, uh, my goal is to make sure that they don't score. You know, they might score once once in a while, but uh, it's on me to, you know, make sure they, they take the toughest shot possible. And, you know, and, uh, and if they make it, they make it. But yeah. Uh, you know, whoever tries to, to attack me, I'm going to make sure I do my best to, to stop them.
6: Last question now, CampbellUtahJazz.com. Hey, Rudy, do you think having that long, extensive road trip at the beginning of the season uh, prepared you for the shorter road trip, especially considering the COVID protocols, lack of practice,
7: and all that?
9: Hey, when I know, when want to think about it. I'm so glad that we got this long one out the way. <laughs> you know, that was... a. Uh, I think during the road trip something happened within our team you know after the two new york losses uh we really came together as a team and find our, found our identity and uh you know definitely happy that you know we we won't have any more of these long road trips the you whole know, year you know now it's just on us to you know keep keep getting better uh keep taking it one game at a time and uh you know,
6: whether it's on the road or at home. All right. That's it. Thank you, Rudy. There you
3: go. Rudy Gobert. Excellent. Excellent night for Rudy. He was great. Uh, in 31 minutes, Timmy had 16.16 16 rebounds, three block shots and did it uh, while he had a really tough uh, defensive assignment with Sabonis.
1: Yeah. He mentioned too. Sabonis wanted to come right at him, you know, right early in that game. He, he went right at Rudy and Rudy set the tone. Um, you know, tried it a couple times and then started to fade away. And once a guy starts to fade away and Rudy starts affecting the shot, we've seen that act a ton. And that's exactly what happened tonight. Yeah,
3: he just, I mean, it makes such a big impact on the game in uh, kind of ways that your basic statistics don't measure. And I know uh, this has been uh, a tired opinion on Rudy, but I feel like he, you have to say it over and over again because there are uh, analysts out there like Shaquille O'Neal that just look at the box score and say, well, pff, 11 points. I mean, what did he said? you know, all, kids, all you have to do to make uh, that kind of money is score 11 points a game. I mean, that's just so discounting what it is that Rudy does so well and why he has such a large impact on this team.
1: Yeah, that's the, that is the thing. And I think this box score is a perfect example. If you look at this today, um, you know, you obviously see those numbers that jump off the page at you. Uh, but from a t- team perspective for the Jazz, it would be kind of an off night for them. And what you don't see, there's not a number over here that measures – you know, character, toughness, ability to handle adversity, all that stuff. And that's what you gauge when you watch a team uh, every day and you see that there is something, almost some an aura around them that they're expecting to win the game. And then that becomes contagious, and that's how championships are won. No doubt. All right, go where love takes you in the
3: all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller's Subaru, the official Subaru partner. Of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 103 to 95 is your final. We we'll get you more player sound coming up right around the corner. We'll get you some statistical nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing as well. Stay tuned uh, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. jazz game night post game show here on the jazz radio network brought to you by mark miller subaru utah's only negotiation free subaru retailer jazz winners one hundred three ninety five over the indiana pacers jake scott tim lacombe uh with you uh let's get let's see here let's get a look at your points in the paint brought to you by our friends at serta pro painters call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. that's serta with a c we do painting you do life uh tonight or this afternoon, whatever you want to call it, points in the paint. Jazz uh, outscored uh, fifty-two to forty-four uh, by the Pacers in this one. A little surprised by that, actually.
1: Yeah, it it was a little bit surprising, but the Jazz certainly took more threes. Um, you know, got a little more pop from them. But yeah, did not feel that way in this game uh, that they got that they would have scored more in the paint. No, I wouldn't have thought that either. Just uh, based That's on how the how the game went, eyes and numbers sometimes, right? You you yeah. watch something and you see the numbers of it. That's why you got to have both to kind of get a feel for what really happened. Get a feel for for what happened.
3: because th- this this was a different game, and this game uh, was not about the three point shot. In fact, it was overcoming uh, the three point shot just because they took so many catch and shoot threes, which normally they make at a forty percent clip and. Or even more so. What is David? What number does David always throw around with that? Anyway, it's I like, shouldn't bring it up when I don't. Way I don't higher. Know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's way higher than that. And They just weren't going in, and weren't really going in for uh, for anybody. So a little surprised uh, by that because it did seem like they made more of a concerted effort to get going at the basket.
1: Yeah, they they have so many different things that they can do, but it all the principles are always the same. They de- they definitely want to play hard at the rim. And that's got to be first. The shots were there. You know, those catch-and-shoot shots, like you mentioned, that they've sh- shot well were there. They just did not make them tonight. Um, but they continued that downhill effort. And we talked about a spurt in the you know, in the third quarter. And the Jazz were able to open it up because, you know, they strung stops together and then had some success making some shots. Your boy Clarkson coming in in the third helped that out big time. And he was good. In the, and he did it all different ways. Yep. You know, he backed guys up, got switches, shot it over bigger guys, um, you know, drove a couple dudes. He actually drove Sabonis the one time and still came back to that left shoulder right hand, uh, which he always comes back to always. every single time.
3: He is so, and we say this all the time, but he's so like
1: Ginobili in that way where, you know, he just knows
3: uh, Ginobili with the left hand, obviously. He just knew the spot that he wanted to get to that would uh, be able to – uh he could get that left-handed shot off and and Clarkson the same way he just does it with the right and you know it's coming every time that uh, again like you said over the left shoulder get to the right
1: hand it's it's amazing it's got to be on the scouting report right oh yeah They, they guaranteed because I've watched myself I could say you know he's an anytime anywhere shooter you have to guard him once he comes across half court you know over top of every screen make him curl everything into the paint um no catch and shoot shots and when he does drive it, he's going to drive right to a jump stop at the f- top of the restricted area and come back. He's going to set you up to go to that other shoulder, which he'll never do, come back and go over the left shoulder.
3: Your guy, uh, Jonathan Tavanari, the former BYU basketball player, had a funny tweet tonight where he said, uh, I wish I had uh, confidence in anything as much as Jordan Clarkson has confidence in his shot.
1: That's true, though. I mean, and we, we said that, right? He checked into the game, and he, he's in this game literally seconds and makes his first one. Uh, The second time he comes down and just on a switch, just stares down uh, Miles Turner and puts it right in his face. And I mean, that was his welcome to the game. He was in the game less than a minute and had made two threes.
3: You know, he has confidence in his shot like Jay Crowder had confidence in his shot. Jordan's just a little bit better at
1: it. No offense to Jay out there. No, he just he's having a little more success with it. A little bit more than than Jay would. But to his credit, too, he's taking a lot of shots out of his game
3: which he's talked about a few times right. um, this year where he he wants to get to the basket or he wants to take a three and uh, that over the shoulder right-hander, that's basically at the basket. Well, that that's counts. a layup. It is. I it's mean, a layup for him. because It goes in every time. It certainly does. All right. Let's, uh, let's get some more player sound for you. Let's go back to Indiana. Boyan Bogdanovich is addressing the media.
6: We will go ahead and get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
4: Hey Boyan. So, um, Quinn was mentioning that, you know, in, in games like this where the shots aren't falling like they normally would for you guys, um, doing those little things like grabbing those offensive rebounds and, and continuing to play defense at a high level are what ultimately made the difference. What was kind of, I don't know, what, what helped you guys kind of find the energy to do all those little things, especially at the end when the game was close?
6: I mean, we started the game slow, like like the last one against, against Charlotte, so... Our second unit is, is doing great job to putting us in a game last last couple of games. But like you mentioned, we had a more than 15 offensive boards. So even if we are not shooting well, there's another another ways to, to win the games. And and we are showing that game after after game, we are finding finding different ways to, to win the game, actually. David James, K U T V. Well, yeah, obviously, a lot of shots were short—not just you, but
3: for the for the whole team. And it looked like you guys were tired. Did you feel as tired as it looked on
6: TV? I mean, you can you can say that, but also game was game was early, so we are not used to play play this early. It's 11, 11 a.m. In, in Salt Lake, so that might be the that might be the reason the reason as well. But at the end of the day, great defense from from our side. Kept the, them less than, than 100 points. So so great, great road trip overall. Three and all, getting, getting back home. We got a couple of games in, in Salt Lake right now.
3: All right,
6: that's all we have time for. Thank you, Boyan. Right.
3: Boyan Bogdanovich right there. 18 points, 5-14 shooting, 3 of 8 from 3. Did have 5 rebounds and 2 assists. And uh, really... Uh, put together a nice second half of basketball because he struggled a little bit in the first.
1: And he talked about the struggles for the team, um, and really that early start is something. You know, you don't you get used to your body clock gets used to practicing a certain time every day, um, and then NBA games are usually in a window, and this one's definitely not in it. And it's a Sunday, and it's Super Bowl Sunday, and you've been grained all your life. That that's a fun day, and you wake up and you're going to play a game first thing in the morning. So they did get off to a little bit of a sluggish start. Uh, But their defense, like he said, you know, really was the the differentiator tonight. The way they guarded made all the difference.
3: And he did a good job defensively because uh, with Rudy paying attention to Sabonis, Miles Turner kind of falls to he and Royce was dealing with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. So that had the potential to be a a difficult matchup for the Jazz. And Miles Turner tonight, uh, just 11 points on four of seven shooting, grabbed eight boards and had a couple of blocks. But. Um, was not an awkward guard for the Jazz at all.
1: No, he's one of those guys, you know, unfortunately, that you watch play and you have to kind of think back about what he actually got done. You know, again, numbers on a page tell a different story than the eyes. Um, you know, Sabonis, you have, you know, visual recognition of the fact that he's out there battling and flying around, whereas Miles Turner is a little more guy who who probably would rather be on the perimeter, and so... You know, neither good nor bad, but I think that that's my take on Turner is he's just kind of a blender and not really a guy that's going to stand out and play with a whole lot of force.
3: Sabonis and Brogdon tonight, by the way, went 14 of 39. So limiting their two best scores to that kind of performance helps when you're not, uh, when you're not shooting the ball that well yourself. Although uh, our boy Dougie McBuckets, 18 points on 8 of 14 shooting wonder how many he gave up, but still, that's a nice night for him.
1: It's actually nice to see him have a little resurgence. You know, it looked like he might have a short stay, but it looks like he's found a place. And they talked about uh, in the broadcast as well that, you know, he's definitely taken some shots out of his game. So he's he's kind of doing a, a reflection on his game and trying to become more current with the current game right now. And then T.J.
3: McConnell coming in off the bench. I mean, he can't shoot a lick, but, boy, does he have a motor. And Locke talked about uh, their small lineup having such a good effect or having a, an effect on the Jazz with he and Holiday playing at the same time. Uh, but my favorite part of uh, uh, McConnell tonight is he just seemed to be getting blown up about every other minute. Man, oh gosh, Joe Joe got him with his, his backside after a rebound and just blew him up. And then I think it was two plays later, Royce just took him down on a pick. And I thought, oh, man,
1: when's T.J. McConnell not going to get up? And that tells you he, he's got something special because the one thing he does is he gets up every time. And he's attached at the hip to the guy. The very next time, he just—he's a relentless defender, and that's the only way. You know, he's got—he's got a real knack for that and stealing the ball and making plays for others. But all that combined, what really makes T.J. McConnell him is his ability to, like you said, just get walloped because he does on every screen. He just keeps coming. That play with Joe, and if you didn't see it... It was clever, man. Oh,
3: Joe, I mean, these are the little things that Joe does that just make him unique. Joe grabs a rebound uh, in the key, and as transition starts, T.J. McConnell's behind Joe and starts to run after his guy, Jordan Clarkson. Joe sticks out his backside, bends over and sticks out his backside, levels McConnell, and then runs, hits Jordan Clarkson, who hits a three in in transition. Uh, Pretty amazing. I mean, that that little
1: you know gamesmanship like move got the jazz three points there's so there's so many of those too worth joe if you watch he's always the guy that's just grabbing a teeny bit of jersey you know to keep up uh, it's it's it really is fascinating but it is it's fun to, to be around guys that played in the league and they talk about that kind of stuff yeah. uh, mike doliak used to tell me that some of the best rebounders in the game understood that technique when a guy goes for a rebound you just grab his shorts you get in really tight and just grab where his shorts and shirt meet he goes up, and you go up, and hopefully the ref doesn't see it, but it happens all the time. All
3: the time, yep. Well, that particular move of Joe's was just classic. That might have been my favorite play of the, of the entire game. <laughs> McConnell looked like he got hit by a linebacker. It was like a
1: demolition derby. <laughs> he saw him back there, and he just put it in reverse, and boom. Wow. He Amazing. goes flying into what would be the first row, and that was it was a fun play.
3: All right, let's get to our our uh, stats from our friend Tyson Ewing He had a couple for us today, but he was hustling to do a uh, uh, Utah women's basketball game. So uh, not quite as uh, thorough as he usually is, understandably. So if you want to follow Tyson on Twitter, I recommend you do so at Ty Ewing 2, at T-Y-E-W-I-N-G 2. Here we go. This is Rudy's 39th time going for 15-15-3, which is remarkable. 39 times that he's hit that number. That's crazy. I mean, I, I get it that Rudy gets a lot of blocks and a lot of rebounds, but, but to do the it scoring all, part yeah. too.
1: I mean, that's really good. Uh, this is Donovan's
3: third career double double, as we talked about. Uh, his second time doing it with assists, and you just man that one that one rebound. He had what? He got it. He picked up his ninth board with what, like three minutes to go in the game, and uh, you thought, oh, just one more, couldn't quite get
1: it. What do you think's the hardest thing in a triple double to get? What's the thing that? that has got to depend on who you are, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, what from your vantage point for Donovan, what I guess rebounding would be his hardest thing. I would think rebounding. When you I mean, he's he's a good rebounder, but he's still only 6-1,
3: despite him saying he's 6-3 earlier in the show. He's still only 6-1. Exactly. I'd be curious, you know, Kenny Smith was the one uh, who who was kind of bringing that up, and I, I got to remember somebody went back and did the research on how many games Kenny Smith had a, had double digits in rebounds and it was like twice in his whole career. So, again, it was a strange thing, a strange criticism to lob at uh, Donovan Mitchell.
1: There's a lot of um, when you when you leave the game, apparently, because I never left. I I was never great enough to even leave it. So but when great players leave the game, uh, it's always interesting that they never missed a shot. ever. Like it gets to the point where they just did everything. right. Why couldn't everybody just be more like them? Hey, I guess that's what you do. I guess. I
3: guess that's what you do. All right, uh, let's see here. This is the 10th time this season that Utah has out-rebounded an opponent by double digits. Only did it 16 times all of last year. The rebounding continues to be just amazing. And, and the biggest surprise of this season for me, maybe not the biggest because they're playing so well, but I can't believe they're the best rebounding team in the league. It's no, but that's
1: That's something we talked about early, That that could be something to watch, be an issue. Um, but it it really has, it's not, you know, as good a shooting team as this is, this may be as elite, a rebounding team. Uh, they, they are, they're phenomenal on the glass, you know, not from a historic standpoint, but against the league this year, they're just crushing the league. Um, you know, their differential, I think in rebounds when they play somebody's eight and that's, that's just a crazy number. And so, that certainly, with the, the emphasis on transition, that's definitely a linchpin to get that transition started.
3: They out-rebounded Indiana tonight, sixty-one to forty-five. Wow! Including seventeen, excuse me, including seventeen offensive rebounds, which is something uh, Coach Snyder uh, pointed out immediately in his post-game comments. Is the reason they they pulled this one
1: out? And, and honestly, I have to say, I, I think I made two or three comments tonight during the game. Um, you know, Royce was one of them that I remember specifically. But just commenting on blockouts across the board, you have to be hitting bodies to get this to have this type of dominance. You know, you got have two things. You got to have a dominant rebounder in Rudy. But you see the number everybody else is getting. they're blocking out. You know they're doing a good job of keeping people out of the, out of the paint and, and getting the ball.
3: Again, Donovan with five offensive rebounds tonight um, as he had nine total, almost to that triple double 27, 11 assists and nine boards, but Rudy dominant 16 points. Uh, 16 rebounds for Rudy and three block shots. Again, the 39th time in his career he's gone 15-15-3, and which is staggering. All right, uh, go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 103-95 is your final. Jazz beat the Pacers. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we look ahead to Boston next here on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Donovan go and catch, crosses over, drives, wraparound, bounce pass to go bear for the dunk. Donovan Mitchell got underneath the basket, wrapped with a right hand on a high bounce back up to Rudy at his chest. He grabbed it and dunked it in the jazz lead
3: at 56-53. Appropriate tonight's play of the game a Donovan Mitchell assist called by the great David Locke right there. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for Service, Sales and Selection, LHMAuto.com. Driven by you. Donovan finishes the game. With 11 assists, his third career double-double to go along with his 27 points and one rebound shy of a triple-double, had nine boards. Jazz game night post-game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz beat the Pacers 103 to 95. They moved to 19 and five on the season. They are 10 and three on the road, but uh, Jazz. Uh, figuring out multiple ways to win basketball games uh, tonight was not about the shooting, not about the three-point shot. It's about defense
1: and rebounds. And how about 19? We're at 19. I'm going to point this out every time because uh, college scholarship's a big deal. Yep, We're at 19 scholarships given out um, by the Utah Jazz, matching every win. Um, for 22, an, actually. I'm uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, because Ryan counted the, you're uh, right, the preseason, preseason as 22. well. So that's 22 that's my, college my scholarships. 22 college scholarships just unbelievably cool. Um, so start with that. But you're, you're exactly right. It was a night, um, you know, probably in years past, the Jazz team comes into this and trips kind of over the adversity, but they find a way and really dig down deep. You know, I don't think they had it physically, but more than anything, they, they stayed together. And the two things that really are constant with this team is, you know, contesting shots and rebounding the basketball. Uh, everything else kind of takes care of itself, but did a great job, an elite job of, of those two things. And really, that's the difference in the game.
3: This might be one of those cliche questions, I guess, but what does it say about a team that they're capable of, of digging down deep to to beat a good team when they have a bunch of stuff working against them?
1: It, it, it's To me, it's the X factor. It's the stuff... You know, you always talk about, about, did you see it coming? Did you see the signs? These are signs of greatness. Um, You know, these are things, that's why we call them out, because um, we've sat here the last few years and watched these games that you walk away from and you're so frustrated because on paper it's a game you should win. And honestly, how many of these now, there's been a couple of these that on paper the Jazz don't usually win if it doesn't go exactly their way and they're finding ways to win. All right, uh, before we uh, – well,
3: why don't you give us some final thoughts, and then we'll talk about the big game uh, uh, briefly. Well, give us some final thoughts on this one.
1: Well, I am I, I actually – you know, I put this one in the refrigerator, Jake. It's over. And so now we're looking at big boy week right now. we got Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday with Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, and Philly rolling through Oof. here. Um, so awesome, awesome time to be a Jazz fan. Uh, four games like that coming to Salt Lake will be really great. Uh, I'm just excited to see what the next, um, you know, the next challenge is that's posed before this team and, and how they answer it. Because right now, they basically every challenge that they're put up against, they're finding ways to get through it. And that's an awesome sign. Again, I'll use the word sign because I think these are signs of teams, you know, making that step to the next level. So what's your go-to you know, what's Super Bowl like in the
3: Lacombe household? Right? A lot of food? What are you, you kicking back? What, what's, we're we're what's kicking the vibe? back.
1: We've ramped up the food game hardcore this year. All right. Um, I think the snacks supply was filled an entire counter. Um, ah. You know, not uh, so. Yeah, I think we're going to probably congest, ingest a lot of calories and congest our veins <laughs> and enjoy watching the game. Lundy,
3: what about you? you uh, we getting you off in time to get out to Wendover. You got a buffet going. What, uh, what's uh, the Super Bowl looking like for you? Uh, I'm just probably going to you know, keep things relatively
1: chill and quiet. you know, and just. Hungry man dinner and watch the game? Something like that, yeah. You watching at home or over the gateway, or where are you going <laughs> I'll to be? I'll be home. Perfect.
3: Although you can't find Alex at the gateway often. It is true. He does hang out down there a lot. At the man, gateway. Man, I haven't had a hungry man dinner in a while. Do you really have those? Uh, I actually, I have something that's kind of similar, like, okay, it's one of those, like, food delivery things, but, you oh, know. Like, oh, gotcha. that's So better. I see you're not a hungry man. You're not up to the, not up to the not to the Not test. quite up to that. You know? It's some other.
1: When that apple just is bread. boiling over from <laughs> the miscooked oven.
3: Oh, yeah, you're right. The the applesauce always did come out scorching hot. Either it? you're
1: scorching hot or you're, and then you would bite into an icicle at your Salisbury steak.
3: I'll tell you, I have the talent with a microwavable burrito that I can get it scorching, burn your mouth hot on the outside, but yet the middle is still frozen. Oh yeah, I I don't know how exactly that's possible, but that seems to happen to me every time.
1: It's kind of a nice appetizer and a cool dessert.
3: Well, you both enjoy uh, enjoy the big game. I don't even know if I'm legally allowed to say Super Bowl on the air. Is that uh, in a film? Oh no, that's more of an NCAA tournament thing. You can't say. Oh really? Oh, you don't know how litigious the NCAA is about March Madness. You can you can say it on the air. I'm kind of joking about that, but like we get a, a written thing from them every year. You can't use it in promotion or anything like this. They they are super litigious. They're when just it comes looking to, out for
1: the kids, man.
3: Yeah. Uh huh. What was it they uh, <laughs> they trademarked something uh, like something that had to do with the coronavirus? Like uh, like uh, oh, I it, remember in, that. The bubble or the, something, yeah, the bubble madness bubble or something madness. like all that. Yeah. And they, they trademark that. And it's like okay, you guys could could leave a nickel out there that's not nailed down. You know, it's all right. You can you can let something go under. Must take all of everyone's <laughs> money. Be the overlord. <laughs> all right, uh, your final. The Jazz beat the Pacers, one hundred three to ninety five. Big thanks to Lock and Boone calling all the action uh, today. Thanks to Lundy, Alex Lundberg, exec- executive producer, of Jazz Game Night. Thank you, Coach. This was fun. Uh, A little morning tip-off for jazz basketball. It was great fun. It was great to be with you. Great breakfast. And go Chiefs. Wanted to say thanks to our uh, title sponsor as well, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now Mark Miller's Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Again, your final from Indiana, 103 to 95. Next broadcast will be Tuesday night. The Boston Celtics are in town. National TV game, it will tip off at 8. Pre-game begins at 7, and of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.